Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Big C Church podcast. Um, I'm Angie Ward, and I'm your host. We are in a series on what is the church, and this is actually the last one, part five of that series. Um, we've heard from a variety of different voices, from a seminary professor to um, a black church pastor. Um, and my guest today is uh, another friend of mine that I don't even remember how he got connected. Um, I think I saw some of his thoughts uh, thinking on social media and reached out to him. And that has led to multiple conversations and kind of a long distance friendship. But Eugene uh, Kim is um, has been a pastor for over 25 years. So a lot of experience in kind of uh, regular institutional church, but more recently is the founder of New Wine Collective. And we'll let him talk about that and his journey to that. Um, and uh, his role in that is kind of a chief architect of vision and making that thing happen. But again, we'll let him talk about New Wine Collective. He's in the Boston area. Um, we met once in person, and for the most part, it's been long distance, which the wonders of technology. But um, I'll let him share more of his story. So Eugene, Thanks for being here and letting us hit record on this conversation. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Angie. I'm very excited to see where this conversation will go. Yes, me too. I always love our, <laughs> our talks. Um, so just share about your journey that has led to New Wine Collective. And as part of that, mm. what is New Wine Collective? I know you. I've had you come into my ecclesiology class and, and talk with our students and, and all that. Mm. So share your journey. Uh, okay, gladly. Uh, so I, as you mentioned, uh, I've been a pastor in local church ministry for a good amount of time. Uh, and the last church I was there for over 17 years. So it was a pretty long uh, journey, you know, in that congregation. Um, and uh, several years before I left my role, I'd gone through some you know, deeper questioning about my own kind of spirituality and theology being rearranged. Um, but I was still doing church uh, in this place. And I love my church. And uh, I would say it was a fairly healthy expression of it. Um, at the same time, I started to become more and more aware of some of the compromises um, and even conflicts of interest that came with our particular model. Okay. Um, we're fairly you know, it's the traditional Sunday attractional programmatic church. Um, and so, you know, as I became more and more aware of some of the problems um, that were um, becoming more and more apparent, um, I started to realize that some of these problems, they were not isolated uh, anomalies. They were actually connected to this other problem over here. And that connect that problem is connected to another problem. I started to realize mm -hmm. like, oh, it's a system. Uh, it works because it's a system, a bunch of interconnected parts. Um, and so if I try to fix this one thing over here, um, there are forces resisting that change mm -hmm. within the system. And so um, my departure from my church is a long other complicated story. Yeah. Uh, but it became clear that it was time for me to take my leave. And when I did, uh, I had this deep conviction that I didn't want to just repeat the same thing. Um, I was always aware that the vast majority of people in our neighborhood would never walk through our doors. There are too many barriers. Right? Uh, and so I'd always had a heart for people on the outside. Um, and I, I think Jesus did too. And so um, not to say I'm, you know, I'm Jesus, right. you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I became very keenly aware that um, 
this particular model is in decline, uh, particularly with younger generations. And so I saw the need for innovation, uh, for new ideas and new thinking. So I basically, I just wanted to really focus on ecclesiology and innovation. And so I started this nonprofit basically as a container for the work. The New Wine of, Collective. Exactly. Yeah. New Wine Collective yeah. is just a, a nonprofit. It's a container for my work as a student kind of working it uh, out kind of yeah exactly of and best way i can describe it it's an ecclesial innovation think tank Mm. or r d lab and so we've just been doing a lot of thought work and experimentation and prototyping and uh the eventual goal is to create some digital tools to help people have find and create spiritual community wherever they are Mm -hmm. yeah so um and we'll talk a little bit more about what you think that those creating spiritual community wherever they are might look like. But you mentioned, you said, um, uh, you talked about some compromise and conflicts that you saw. And and I should preface this for listeners. Um, before we hit record, um, Eugene and I were talking about uh, different stages of faith formation and spiritual formation and how different, mm-hmm. and we're all, you know, there's different <clears throat> stages and people need different things at those stages. And so the conversation that we're about to have is not, um, uh, I would say a bro- broad indictment of everything's wrong. It's sometimes where we're at, things aren't meeting our needs and clicking. So, but but for where you were at, what were and um, within the system that you were in, what are the c- compromises and conflicts that you were experiencing and the tensions that met raised yeah. for you? I mean, number one, uh, we were a growing church, but ninety eight percent of it was just mostly transfer growth. Yeah. It was people coming from other churches um, or people knew the area who are going to end up somewhere. Uh, and we happen to have a pretty good Sunday service and a great children's program. Yeah. And so yep. they're going to come. Yep. Uh, so they're pre-trained Christians who were, you know, kind of preconditioned to like the thing that we were offering. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, so that's one, uh, that's not necessarily a compromise, but sort of a, um, I don't know, area of weakness. Yeah. Uh, we weren't really a, effectively welcoming new people yeah. into, um, you know, meeting Jesus. Um, the other I, I feel like is, you know, like most churches, we were a high functioning staff, low functioning congregation. Yeah. Um, and there are many ways that, you know, we do more and more production. And, and so we encourage more and more consumption. Uh, we we're keeping people extremely busy um, yeah. and loyal to the brand. Um, but not necessarily empowered to be the body of Christ. Um, And so I I feel like in many ways, this pastoral relationship, clergy and laity, you know, it created, it it kind of creates a a type of, of dependency. Yeah. Um, Whereas, you know, I guess the vision that I see in the new Testament is one where every voice is heard and matters and there are many gifts in the body. And so, um, yeah, I think that those are a few, um, and just realizing that we were kind of one size fits alling um, the spiritual journey, which is you know complex and and very varied, and people need different things at different times. Um, but we had our sermon series, you know, yeah, <laughs> and so yeah. we were we were just um, giving people, I think, good spiritual nourishment without any regard to people's actual, uh, diet, dietary needs. Yeah. Um, and so it's kind of like, uh, you know, going like a physician saying like, here's what everyone needs, you know, to be healthy. But of course that, that, that's not going to work. Right. We all have different needs and different, uh, so 
those are a few that come to mind just off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah. And if there's some other ones, feel free uh, later mm -hmm. in our conversation to say, oh, yeah, oh, that's right. Well, so as you've been working out new wine, and, and you and I have been having conversation now for several years, um, and uh, so I know it's been um, – uh, you know, evolving even for you as, as you're kind of trying things and you're inviting other people into the conversation and um, uh, what are, and, and, and you're also great at, and we don't, we can't do this on the podcast, but you have so many great like graphics and ways of like uh, wording things and explaining things, which is one of the things I love because you're able to articulate some of what I go like, uh, I just feel uh, a, a um, a scribble cloud in my head and you're able to put it into like words, which I think is, is really cool. So um, what are some of the key things that you have been um, putting into writing that have resonated as also with the groups? You do something called third Thursdays where you're having a group of people who are talking about this stuff. And I think you're kind of workshopping some of the stuff. So where are you at in some of that stuff? What um, when you envision rethought church and this new wine mm -hmm. which is actually it's actually versus old wine but new wine sounds better and we can actually talk about that if you want but yeah. um just yeah what are some of your thoughts about what church what needs to be different mm. from the one size fits alling and what might that look yeah. like because because you're yeah. thinking uh, reimagining yeah, yeah, uh, I am, I, I would say. And um, I would say that, I mean, there's a lot of innovation happening right now in the church. Yeah, Things are just bubbling up everywhere, right? There's missional movement stuff, discipleship stuff, house church, dinner church. Yep. Um, so already in the margins, we're seeing a ton of new growth and life outside of formal institutional structures. Yeah. Um, and so I would, I would place us sort of out on the edge uh, where we're trying to do systemic innovation. Yeah. Um, so, you know, most innovation is product, what they, what they might call product innovation. So it's a new way of doing the same thing, yeah. you know, a new product or an improvement to a product. Um, but once in a while comes along an innovation that changes everything, right? It changes the way we do a whole thing, right? Um, and that's what, you know, people in the innovation field would call systemic innovation. Mm -hmm. And so the, I think what I have found are more and more people are really resonating with this idea that we need more than just tweaking of the old model mm -hmm. uh, or repackaging. Um, that's it's not that that does not have value, but that more and more we we're looking at the state of the world. We're looking at the larger macro trends uh, in religion in general, and especially Christianity. And we're saying, Hey, this system isn't working. Uh, there's, it's 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 creating more problems than than solutions, uh, or or at least that's you know what many of these institutions are are looking like these days. And so, what we need is system change, mm -hmm. uh, and people mean different things by that. It, system change really means like thinking about the whole thing from top to bottom, yeah, not just surface level, um, not just like a few tweaks, but like really building from the ground up about yeah. core essence questions. What is the church? What is it for and what does it mean to do it today in our context? Yep. Um, and then how do we create a better future, that uh, a better system that can sustain that kind of new life? Uh, and so that's where a systemic approach is really trying to do multiple innovations at once yeah. uh, that fit together yeah. uh, to make it, make it sustainable. So where, where do you start with systemic? Where are you starting? 
Because mm. that's um, a lot. Yeah, I, I think it always starts with awareness first. Yeah. Um, you can't change what you're not aware of. And so being aware of what assumptions we're bringing into uh, the conversation is the first step. Becoming aware that what we do or what we think of as church wasn't always church. Yeah. Um, and that even where these forces and cultural moments and history, how do we end up where we are today? Um, and to examine those critically and say, hey, actually, is that what God had in mind? Was this is our denominator? You know, 45,000 denominations in the world today, it, what Jesus imagined when he yeah. prayed that prayer, you know, that pray to the Father, you know, that we be may one. they yeah. be one as, yeah. as, as the Father, he and the Father are one. Yeah. I don't think so, right? Yeah. Um, in many ways, I look at the state of the church now, um, and it's very much just a mirror image of other cultural forces, um, empire and, you know, the industrial revolution and yeah. capitalism and all these forces that have shaped what we think of as church um, that are not really um, anything biblical. Um, I, I suppose it could, you can make an argument that it's historical. Um, but when you ask, where do I start? I, I kind of go back to, all right, let's look at the teachings of Jesus. Let's look at the gospels. Let's look at the scriptures and, and read it critically. Um, and try to grab onto some idea of like, what is that core essence of what it means yeah. to be the church? Yeah. Well, so this is part of a series on what is the church? And for most of our guests, I start with that question in the, in the podcast. And so mm. let's ask that now. What oh, is man. the I church? Afraid. I, I know, was afraid of right? this question. <clears throat> um, you, can okay. just, you can just talk it, out loud around it. Okay. In my mind, yeah. When we ask that question, it really depends on what word we're talking about. Yeah. Um, all words are just placeholders, and the word church holds the place of many meanings. Yes, right? indeed. Um, and I think in my mind, there's two broad categories. Uh, we could be talking about the mystical big C church, uh -huh. right? Uh -huh. uh, and then we could talk about the local cultural expression of church small c. And yep. I think those are completely different conversations. Mm -hmm. um, in my view, that first conversation is the most important. Um, the most, I, I guess it needs to be theologically driven. Yeah. Um, uh, what we mean by that big C, um, mystical spanning space and time church, like what mm -hmm. is that? And then from there, we can have a we can have good conversations about what small ch small church looks like, uh -huh. because that needs local expression. It needs context, and we're humans. Everything happens through the medium of culture, uh -huh. um, and so it's separating out what's culture, what's the result of our history and our background, and you know Western civilization, and and what is the kind of all space and time reality, uh -huh. um, and those. Two things are not, I mean, they're separate conversations, but they're not like separate. They're overlaid on top of each other. Yeah. Um, and they don't always fit well, in my opinion, but that's where we start. Yeah. Um, do you, any thoughts about that? Yeah, I, will, well, I, I think first I want to say, I think th that approach, I, I agree with that approach. I think that's reverse also of what most of us have done. We start with mm. what is church looking at local uh, you know, local body and 
usually yeah. starting with an already already assumption about what right. that looks like. And then mm -hmm. like you said, instead of systemic innovation, it's or change, it's um, if there's assumption that there's a, um, a building and a gathering on the ground and some far, right. and how do we make that better? With, and Absolutely. that's and and you know you and I this is why I think we've connected and listeners know that's why I have this podcast it's asking these big challenging conversations to better the body big C church podcast because I didn't think we were asking these questions either mm. you know and um, uh, but yeah I, I absolutely think you know we need to have this. We've just kind of gone with what is the church? Well, it's this thing I go to or it's and like say there's 10 different definitions or understandings of it. Mm -hmm. Most of it on the ground, less of it theological. Um, mm. But that complete that big C question completely changes or impacts our tra trajectory yeah. to the ground. That's so, right. yeah. 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 And I think if we start with that kind of core understanding of what big C church is, then we can have better conversations about what small chi small church, you yeah, know, you know, or even how to have that conversation. Can we have that conversation with more flexibility and creativity? Yeah, yeah. Um, rather than going, you know, I, I highly doubt God is up there with a clipboard, you know, making sure we do communion right, and you know, oh, did you do admission right, and you know, right. proper interpretation of the scriptures, and like, oh, okay, you you qualify, you are a church, right? You know, there's something much more. I guess something deeper, I yeah. think, from a God's yeah. eye point of view, when he looks looks down or wherever, looks at us, yeah. you know, as the church, something that God sees yeah. that we're not always uh, attuned to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so are you able to, in a, in mm. a few points, articulate where you're at with the big C? Yeah. Okay. And then we'll get to um, what you, where your vision for the little. All right. I know these this are big be, conversations, yeah. right? This might be a little out of the box. And okay. these are very untested, unformed thoughts. So I'm sure, you know, I, and I'm not a theologian. I'm just, you know, local pastor. Yeah. And not an academic. academic. I'm not as well read as you are. Um, these are all. I doubt kind that. Of but my yeah. kind of. You're my working contemplation, it out. My, yep. Yeah, exactly. This is all just being yep. worked out. My contemplation yep. of scripture and my experience. Um, and a lot of it is intuition. So yeah, so um, we're fellow I, journeyers for sure. Yeah, I like to start with more of like an, I don't even know if I'm using this word right, ontological uh, yep. definition of like, what is its essential nature rather than like a qualitative, you know, what are its qualities? What what are its right. functions? Yep. Those kinds of things. What is it like? What does it do? Uh, I think the the ontological identity is primary. Then we can go to the qualitative, right? Yeah. Uh, and so- Again, out of the box, I think the church's essential nature is that it's personal and relational. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the essential nature. Why? Because I believe that's what God is like. Um, Christian tradition teaches, you know, the doctrine of the Trinity. God is three in one. You know, there's this kind of perichoritic dance, right? Um, and if God is personal in nature and relational in nature, then so are we uh, who are made in God's image. I think the whole like fabric of the universe is like this. Uh, and so I think of church, capital C, just like when we th think of a proper noun, it's a person, it's an identity, not an object. Um, you know, maybe it's a stretch to say it's a person, you know, maybe collective person is better. Uh, but I think it's, it's fairly biblical, right? You know, you, 
It's called the bride of Christ. And, and right? it's a body. Yes. Yeah. A body, right? Yeah. It, it, it's a person, you know, yeah. like it's a, and so there's a very personal nature to what the church is. And in that sense, we don't define what the church is or who the church is. Yeah. God defines what the church is. God gives the church its identity. Um, and, and he does so through love and oneness of being, you know? Um, and so, so to get like theological and biblical, you know, and you ask for a simple definition, I have a hard time with those. No. Um, yeah, sure. I know. You know, but I, it forces I think us church, to think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In a di- I think it's a, dif- it's a different way of thinking about it. Yeah. Um, I think the church is Christ's body. Yeah. Um, the incarnation or indwelling of the spirit. So pr- fundamentally, it's a relationship. Yeah. It's an identity. You know, it's the new temple. Um, and so when you think of small, small C church, you know, you've got doctrines, traditions, buildings, budgets, you know, clergy class, ministries, events, yada, yada, organizations, institutions, take it all away. Right. Mm-hmm. And I believe you still have the church, yeah. that ontological reality, that that Christ spirit dwells somewhere, you know, or yep. in, in a community. Uh, so in a sense, when we, when I talk about capital T church, it's not a thing, it's not an object, it's an identity. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not a what it's a who. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, in a similar way, if I were to ask what, what's an Angie, you know, right. what's an Angie ward. And you can try to define her by any number of characteristics, but it would be, you know, some would fit and it would be, you know, and it could be useful. You know, she is a wonderful human being. She's an author, a leader, professor, mother, you know, take away any one of these characteristics. I believe you would still be Angie. There, there's a core essence or identity that makes Angie, Angie, you're a person, right? You're a mysterious, dynamic, you know, human being. And I wonder, um, what if that's how God sees the church? Yeah. Right. Um, there's, there's a separate conversation about how we see the church and all the ways that we try to qualify. But what if the church is not just this object to be examined? It's it's actually, you know, it's think of it as a person, um, a living being. Uh, and so, Maybe the Western individualistic mind has a little trouble with it, but we are one. Yeah. Um, we are, I, I believe the capital C church is a singular thing in the mind of God. There, there yeah. are no church brands and denominations and all that. Um, we, we have this shared reality and, you know, again, Jesus praying, may we be one as he and the father are one. I mean, how are Jesus and the father one? I mean, that is a, there's yeah union. Yeah. And so if we consider that, start from that basis, we are one. You and I, we're one. Like yeah. we are all part of one body. Yeah. Presbyterians, Pentecostals, Baptists, whatever. We're one. That is our yeah. ontological truth. Yeah, core identity. Reality. Yeah. How does that impact small C church, the way yes. we do small C church? You know, what if in the mind of God, we truly are all parts of the same whole? I don't think our current systems and structures allow us to explore mm-hmm. that reality, that possibility very much. Yeah. 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 Uh, boy, I've just been taking notes here. Um, um, especially the church is not a, a what, it's a who. 
Um, I got to think through how I want to frame my next question, where I want to go with this. I, I got to give you an amen, first of all, because um, that's I, I same thing. I agree. Oh, I know a question I was going to ask. Are you familiar with Cardinal Avery Dulles's five models of church? Have you ever heard of this? I don't think so. I think you'd find it really helpful just to do an overview. Mm -hmm. So this Catholic guy, um, uh, Cardinal, he's passed away, but he had this uh, book, Five Models, and we'll put it linked to it in show notes. And mm. um, in fact, I was just writing about it as I'm working on this chapter about what is the church for this book yeah. I'm doing with IVP. Um, and he talks about five visions or models for church. And one of the uh, one of them is an institutional. And, you know, he's coming mm -hmm. from a Catholic perspective. That's been the dominant mm -hmm. model through most mm -hmm. of church history, certainly Catholic church history. But one of them is this mystical mm -hmm. concept of it. And so it's very, I'd say there's a lot of uh, Eastern or Orthodox in there, you know, as yeah. well. Yeah. And so, but, and then another one is um, uh, the church exists to serve the world. So I think like the missional church movements, you know, kind of thing, yeah. there's that piece. There's So there's right. church as servant, um, Church. There's another one that's church as herald, and that's mm -hmm. all about the word, right? It's yeah. all, um, right. and and so it's about yes. revolving around the world. And the word one was the one I grew up in, contemporary evangelicalism, you know, and we spread mm -hmm. the word inside and out, and and the church service and the gathering is all about the word. I didn't even know any of these other visions existed. You know, we had a word with an institution piece, I think, yeah. around it, maybe a little mission, you know, and so yeah. and then so I think we blend these. But um, uh, this idea of the mystical kind of union one. And then there's a fifth one that's sacrament. And that is that uh, the church, um, the who is the gift to the world in the same way that the Eucharist is kind of God's gift. So there is a mystical piece to that, but I think you'd really find it interesting because you're actually mm -hmm. blending or, you know, you're articulating some stuff that he did a good job of talking about in there. But yeah. Um, yeah. So I think we've, we've weighted these other models, not even knowing that there's other visions or can we even put them into kind of a comprehensive vision because maybe there is an institution or at least an organizational component. When people get together, mm -hmm. there is an, in organizing, mm -hmm. you know, peace. Um, uh, and my, you know, my doctorate's in organizational leadership. And so I grew up with the model of the, the power of the organization and the power of the institution to do the mission and the word, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and, and so I, like you have been just rethinking this whole thing, top to bottom, bottom to top. And, mm -hmm. and uh, just, okay, what if we clear it on the bottom, but if we're not asking the right, we're, we're wanting to, we're focusing on the answers without asking the right questions. And so, mm. yeah, so I'm with you in asking this stuff. Yeah, yeah. So if the church is, is uh, not a what, it's a who, and we're all, you know, the, the vision you've painted and that um, more um, mysterious, mystical, uh, which I completely agree, what might that look like then as you start talking about on the ground? And the reality that there is, at least I see in scripture, there is a, a need to gather. I mean, ecclesia is, uh, you know, um, assembly. So there is some component of where we're not just floating in the who. Mm -hmm. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I heard a few different questions in there. There are uh, a lot of them. Pick one. To, yeah. Um, let me start with, uh, I really appreciate you sharing about uh, that those five models. And so I think this might be one way to answer the question For, first um, actually both sharing the five miles you're yeah. not as out there as you think oh you just yeah. don't know uh, that oh, right I, yeah right and so with a 
I'm not sure which which one it would be. I, I guess it would be sort of this mystical lens that yeah. um, the church is already one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just haven't been functioning like it. Yeah. Uh, when I hear you describe those five models, right? Institutional, mystical, missional, herald, uh, sacramental. Did I get those right? I think that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like one. Yeah. The missional, I think, is servant. But yeah. I, I guess a a mystical view of the church would be like, yes, that is the church. Yeah. All of them are parts of the whole. Yeah. The problem is each part tries to be the whole. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. And judges the other parts for not being like them and tries to gatekeep and create rules and traditions that keep the others out. And basically we're doing the exact thing that Paul addresses in first Corinthians 12, right? Um, You know, the weaker part and the stronger part, you know, you get the whole passage about church being one with many parts. Yeah. Um, And so I think what we're seeing is throughout history is this divergence, right? We've seen schism, we've seen, um, you know, the reformation and all of that and Protestantism. I see all of that as, necessary uh, part of the whole process. We needed to differentiate first. We needed to argue and debate about theology and practice and, you know, sacraments. What's the right view? Do we do, how do we do baptism? I feel like all that was needed, um, but it's not sustainable. Yeah. Um, It's not being that, um, that kingdom, um, what's the right term? You know, we're not living into the ministry of reconciliation. We've yeah. so far for the past 2000 years been had this ministry of whatever the opposite of reconciliation is. Yeah. Um, and so, but this is all part of, the, I, I feel like the process, we first need to differentiate before we can start to embrace and, and reconcile. And so when you ask like, what does it look like? Uh, I really think, um, I really think it looks like uh, a reconciling of the parts. Mm. Um, it's healing the church to be a body, mm. you know, perhaps in a way that was never even before possible uh, yeah. because of globalization, because of technology. Now we're aware there are other parts, you know, yeah. most of us throughout history, we're not even aware that there were other traditions. Yeah. Uh, of course, now that's not the reality anymore. We, we're all like, oh, I'm, I'm going to, get something from the Orthodox over here and, you know, oh, but I love Pentecostals and yeah. you know, I'm going to go to a, you know, a gospel service and, you know, and that's what kind of the full life actually looks and looks and feels like it's, it's this dynamic nonlinear, you know, mm-hmm. uh, journey. And so what if all the parts are church, you know, yeah. um, and not any one of them are church. You know, it, it, it's like that saying, uh, all of us are smarter than any of us. Yeah. And what if that applies to the church? And so I think that shifts the way that we understand the spiritual journey. It shifts the way that the way that we relate to institutions and organizations um, that and, and our own. Um, we all have a charism or a gift or an insight or a perspective mm-hmm. or a practice that is a gift to the body. And we also do not have the whole picture. Yeah. Um, and when you so, say body, uh, I think you mean again, big C, big B. <laughs> yeah. Well, big, but yeah, big B. Right. Yeah. Um, because I think when we talk about gifts or charism, we often, that's another thing we've talked about it. We've drawn these walls around the, the little local thing. And so you have yes. to use your gifts in this little container 
mm-hmm. not thinking of it as the broader B. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. I, I, I do think that there's a place for, it's not just like a mass of cells. Yeah. Uh, you need organs, um, you need, and you need connective tissue and the circulatory yeah. system and all this stuff to connect it all. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you, you can kind of overdo the body metaphor, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, so I do think that there is a place for tradition holders, uh, you know, that came through history. Um, but I, I feel like there's an invitation to the church to like shift the paradigm um, from factionalism, from this kind of scarcity competition approach mindset, which really just mirrors everything else in the world. It's we're not, you yeah. know, being um, kind of the body in the, you know, in the kingdom way. Um, we are sort of creating little fiefdoms and little kingdoms for ourselves and building up our, you know, uh, our denomination or our church network or our expression. So, um, so anyway, I've got lots of thoughts about like how this breaks down into kind of local expression. Yeah. Um, but I think that there is a need for a system wide paradigm shift. Yeah. Um, and how to get there is a much more complicated, you know, question. It's like the complex works of system change, but. And that's what um, you're living into, I think, right now with new that's wine, what I'm right? Really passionate about. Yeah. I, I think if yeah. we don't change something, um, the church. The church is just not doing its job. Yeah. It's not offering any real solutions to the many problems that we're seeing in the world. Yeah. I that is not. I can't imagine that that's what Jesus, you know, imagined in his yeah. mind of yeah. how the church is supposed to function. We're supposed to be salt and light of the earth, right? Yeah. So yes, where do you want to go from there? <laughs> well, uh, I yeah, uh, let's let's go um, here. So I, I find I like you. I find that vision incredibly compelling, or the potential of it, um, you know, and and the reimagining. I get very energized and excited about that. At the same time, I have found that part of me has had to grieve and continues to grieve the losses of what has was familiar. Um, like, so there's part of me that's like, well, I just, I just want to go to this and because, uh, you know, go to this institutional thing and, and I want the freedom within the, I want the, the freedom you talk about, but within the structures, you know, that mm-hmm. I'm familiar with and comfortable with. And so there's yeah. part where I'm, you know, um, uh, there's so many questions, uh, like I, I immediately can jump to the practice, but what about, uh, you know, as a parent, what about children's ministry or, or, um, uh, it's just unknown. And for the, so there's a bit of fear is not exactly the right word. The, just the anxiety, I guess, low level, not like, you know, clinical, but of, of, but part of me just wants to retreat back into this familiar shell, um, yeah. of things. And so have you experienced that? And what are the, the things like I'm experiencing that we as members of the body have to go through to make that shift that you're mm-hmm. describing. Yeah, yeah. So it's my opinion that um, innovation is uh, essential. Like it, it's just a part of evolution. Yeah. Um, if we don't evolve, we die. Yeah, uh, or yeah. Adapt. Yeah, the and book the Deep is, Change says you're either growing or adapting, or you're in slow yeah. death. And and the world has like already moved on without us the past yeah. 30 years. Like everything has changed. You know, internet went online early 90s and like 
The yeah. world has completely changed. Yeah. Um, but the way we do church largely has not. Um, yeah. Maybe it's changed in delivery method, but not very much in our fundamental ecclesiology. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will also say not everyone has to change. Not everyone has to adapt and evolve or innovate. Yeah. So I do think that there is a place for the faithful, you know, the faithful traditional container for spiritual relationships uh, that has, you know, stood the test of time for a while, but is in gradual decline. Uh, And I think, you know, in system change, some system change theory, you know, everything has a natural life cycle, you know, rise, Mm -hmm. peak, fall. Uh, And when things start to uh, fall, what is needed is, you know, uh, caring, respectful hospice. Um, Things aren't meant to live forever. Nothing lives yeah. forever. Every empire falls eventually. Uh, that's just a which is another uh, very counter to what I think. You know, those of us who have been in institutional church, yes, which is we've got to let this thing live forever. And right. you look at the church. None of the churches in Revelation no. around. And um, yeah, like you say, and and like uh, King George and Hamilton says, you know, kingdoms rise, empires fall. That's right. Yeah, and, and institutions and that, as well. Yeah, and and that's not just social change theory. That's that's the gospel. You know, it's Jesus's yeah. pattern of life, death, resurrection. Uh, things don't change unless they die. <laughs> That's how, yeah. actually how things change. And so, um, you know, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains a single seed. You know, that's the whole pattern of scripture. So out of everyone, we should be people familiar with embracing, letting go and, and dying. Um, but I think, again, we are so shaped by like Western cultural forces where we assume everything just goes up and to the right. Uh, yep. And growth is just linear forever. We think of eternity yeah. as this like line that goes forever into the horizon. And my institution, my brand is going to last forever. It's going to be, the, it's the kingdom. Yeah. Um, that's a terrible, terrible error. Yeah. Um, we're not the kingdom. I'm not the kingdom. We together are the kingdom and built into this kingdom sort of way it works is constant death, iteration, adaptation, and evolution. Yeah. Um, yeah. so any cursory his- look at his- at history will tell the story that the church yeah. has been reinventing and innovating from the very beginning. Yeah. Um, I like to say everything was innovative once, you know? Yes, um, that's right. Right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. you this conversation is giving, um, is helping to reframe for me, giving me more grace and patience and understanding for, um, cause like you, know, I've been kind of on this journey of, uh, rethinking some things. And even my husband and I are in, uh, in one sense, different places, but he, he is s- serving in a in a particular space and I'm serving a particular space. And I think for a long time, we were trying to go, I want you into this space. I want you in this space or your space is wrong, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And so recognizing that um, it's not in, in, in even just the life cycle of things, everything doesn't peak at once and die at once and then grow at once. Yeah. It, it's, it all happens just, it's so ongoing, right? you know, and, and, and that's okay. That's good. That's divine design. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, uh, another thing that, you know, part of uh, what I've been trying to articulate is a lot, a lot of times we think of uh, the way we do church small C as uh, it's really based off of like an industrial kind of revolution yeah. thinking, you know, and it's, For sure. 
their factories. You know, we put people. Yeah, mechanistic, which was exactly. the early leadership. That's understanding. right. It's like a machine, yes. uh, a machine yep. understanding. And so, like, you build a factory here, and build, you know, disciple factory here, and a disciple factory here, and you consume resources, yeah. and you you know, output a product. Yeah. Um, yeah. But rather than that, I've been really uh, leaning or embracing the understanding of a, an ecosystem by design. Yeah. There's constant life and death and interconnectedness and sustainability, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. Maybe eternal doesn't mean a straight line. Maybe eternal means a cycle, you know? Um, yeah. You know, like the food chain or the water cycle. Like we see it all around creation. Uh, we're supposed yeah. to be kind of building things and then letting them decompose and returning those resources into the ecosystem so that new things can grow. Yeah. And that's yeah. how I see the church. Yeah, yeah. Such good stuff. I am looking at the clock and aware of time and thinking that I could talk with you for hours, which is what we've done before mm -hmm. sometimes. So, um, um, uh, yeah. So, I mean, it sounds like you have great hope and encouragement for the potential what is, provided we reframe these conversations. Would, would that be accurate? I do. I do have a deep hope um, because to yeah. me, I like, I, it just feels like I'm not the, I'm just the messenger. These things yeah. just feel true to me at a very deep level. Yeah. And it just seems like, yeah. of course, this is the way things are going to move. Um, yeah. We already are, right? Uh, I heard one yeah. innovator say, um, the future is already here. It's just not evenly distributed. Uh, so yeah. there's less and less yeah. patience for gatekeepers who are going to define church a certain way and try to control yeah. and define church, you know? Yeah. Um, and more people realizing like, hey, actually, together, we can actually discern things much better than, you know, just letting a few empowered leaders do it. Um, yeah. And so that is a whole different way of operating, even in the way that we gather. Yep. That has happened throughout history, is happening now. Um, how do we make that more and more um, normative and also sustainable? That's kind of the work yeah. that we're trying to... Uh, we're trying to figure out some systems that enable yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Well, um, I I love that together we are the body. So mm. thank you for this conversation in that um, unity. Uh, in those are you listening? In the show notes, we'll put a ton of the stuff that we've talked about um, uh, about New Wine Collective and uh, Eugene's work, Avery Dulles, all this stuff that we've talked about. So Eugene. It's always a privilege. I just always love talking with oh. you. Thank you for being here and letting us hit record. Thank you so much. It's always fun. Yeah.